This week, Biden decides to expand his threats, well, just about everywhere. Groomers are coming out of the closet and letting you know who they are. They're really upset that you noticed. And some college students decide to grill some mainstream media members on why they lie so much. Interesting. All today, Eric's America. I want you to say, I'm angry. It's okay. I'll process my Hello, welcome, uh, happy Sunday. I hope you're having a good day. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm i enjoying the weather. Spring showed up for a day. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> I know that it's been, uh, man, it's really weird. You know, uh, it's, it's really hard to uh, explain uh, if we're supposed to be warming up so much. Um, apparently, uh, the weather hasn't noticed that we're supposed to be warmer. Uh, and I guess that's that's a problem. I don't know. Uh, it seems to be a problem for me because uh, pretty sure it should have already been spring. But hey, uh, it feels like spring outside right now. So I'm happier, uh, more awake, hopefully, hopefully just a few more days left of my grind. And I'm uh, looking forward to it, taking a few days off. Uh, I will be here on Wednesday. I will not be here next doing an episode next weekend. Uh, it's Easter weekend. I took a long weekend after grinding for almost a month straight without a day off. And so I'm just going to enjoy it. So there won't be an episode next Sunday, but there will be one on Wednesday. So I can clear that up on Wednesday again, just to remind everybody. Uh, I do want to remind everybody to like, subscribe, rate, review, all those things. Uh, Things have really, really uh, ticked up. A lot of people listening. It is so encouraging. It really, really makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm actually um, maybe doing something right. And uh, also when I get, you know, uh, some of the hate, I realize that, hey, that's that's par for the course. And that means that I'm actually probably right over the target. So that that is... Uh, <laughs> That's encouraging as well, even though some people may not see it that way. Uh, it really doesn't uh, bother me. Um, you know, if there was a legitimate complaint that, you know, really got something way wrong and I'm way off base, then, you know, I may take, uh, take a look at that. Um, but for the most part, uh, usually it's just calling me uh, a Nazi or a crazy conspiracy theorist or something. So it's just the usual. It's the usual. I'm used to it. But I really do appreciate everybody that's uh, checking out the show, uh, rating, reviewing, liking, subscribing. Uh, it is now on Amazon uh, Music and Audible, which uh, is is really cool as well. And, of course, it's always on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple podcast everywhere i think if there isn't let me know anyway we're gonna get into today uh it was a very interesting week uh biden probably should have just taken the week off that may have been a better uh better idea it uh it wasn't good uh first of all they had uh Obama show up at the White House and everybody <laughs> swarmed Obama and Biden just looked like a lost puppy dog just stumbling around and he was trying to get uh, Obama's attention like grabbing his shoulder and uh, calling his name and Obama just ignored him and I have a theory that it's because of everything that's coming out I would not be surprised 
within the next year. It's going to be a little while. I, I don't think it's going to happen next week or anything like that, but I do think it's being set up. I think you're going to see the impeachment of Joe Biden, and uh, I think that's going to uh, be a real situation that'll probably happen. I don't know, maybe early next year would be my thought on it. Um, and that just depends if the uh, the Republicans have to win uh, the midterms, which could really happen. Uh, I mean, it looks like it may happen in a big way, especially in the House. Now, the Senate is a completely different situation. There is a lot of set seats. There's only so many that are up for grabs uh, in a midterm year because uh, Senate seats are six years, not uh, four or two, as the House is. So things do change uh a lot less in the Senate. And there are a lot of seats that are just staunchly in Democrat areas that, uh, you know, probably aren't going to change. But uh, there is a, a, a really good chance that they will have the majority in the Senate uh, to really make huge changes, though. I mean, that's something that's not really feasible. I don't think it would be cool, but I don't think it's real feasible. But the only way they could really make huge changes is if they had a supermajority in the Senate, which means they would have enough votes to overturn any veto that would come from Joe. Uh, and that is really the thing. And that does make it hard. You know, a lot of people get excited in the midterms when uh, when something like this happens, a big wave election, which just looks like it could be one of the biggest in history that things are going to really swing the other way. Um, the only problem is you still have a Democrat president who can freely uh, veto anything they send on to, to his desk. And like I said, the only way to overcome that would be have a supermajority in the Senate. I don't see that happening. What they can do is block a lot of the craziness going forward. They do have the uh, power of uh, funding these things, so they can get rid of some of the funding through because uh, they do have the power of the purse uh, in uh, in the Congress. So they can make some changes there. They could do some things. We'll see if they do because you know when you're talking about people like McCarthy and uh, oh god, you start getting into some of these senators. I mean, you're talking about oh. Some of the worst. I mean, do you really think Mitch McConnell is going to be or Lindsey Graham is going to be really big on trying to rein in any kind of crazy spending or anything like that? Um, you know, boy, boy, I tell you. Um, oh, or Mitt Romney, the uh, Democrat from Utah. I mean, he's a Republican from, yeah. Uh, let's just say uh, the prospects aren't good for major changes. Uh, these are changes we're going to have to make um, as people to get rid of uh, people like Romney and and some of these just horrible. I mean, basically, just I don't even know what to call them. Uh, they're just taking up space. That's that's what it is. But anyway, uh, Biden did have some interesting things this week. Um, he. Uh, Boy, he first uh, they brought him out after the debacle with uh, the whole Obama visit. They decided he should go and uh, talk to some union employees, uh, some union member. Oh, no, these are union executives. OK, this is uh, sorry. I'm, I'm trying to catch up here. I, I don't have a script just to let everybody know. I don't. I don't at all. Um, but anyway, uh, he goes to uh, start to talk to some union uh, executives. And uh, he decides he's going to, uh, I don't know, 
maybe go to war. Uh, definitely says he's going after Amazon. All right. I didn't know that was part of the purview of the White House. Uh, but hey, you know what? Um, I guess uh, everything's uh, all new again. So uh, we're going to check this out. That's what unions are about, my view, about providing dignity and respect for people who bust their neck. That's why I created the White House Task Force on Worker Organization and Empowerment to make sure the choice to join a union belongs to workers alone. And by the way, by the way, Amazon, here we come. Oh, they love that. They love that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you imagine they they want into Amazon. Now, is it because Amazon has atrocious pay? Um, Not exactly. Uh, Is it because of work environment? I mean, is there a lot of people getting, uh, you know, cancer or, uh, you know, tragically injured at Amazon? Uh, Probably not. What it is, is these are union executives and all they see is dollar signs and they go, wow, you know what? Amazon is the biggest employer uh, in most of the, uh, in a lot of areas in the country. And boy, would those union dues be nice. Yeah, that's, that's what you're looking at. Because honestly, um, people enjoy Amazon for the price, right? That's, you know, price and convenience. And I hate to tell everybody that's going to be all up in arms about uh, getting unions into Amazon. Both of those will change. The efficiency will go into the toilet. The price will go up. And yeah, it won't be so great anymore. And only people that are going to get super rich off of it. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. The people cheering in the background. Now, there was a time. I'm going to say this right now. There was a time in this country that, uh, you know, labor unions served a purpose. Uh, I come from uh, southern West Virginia. I know the conditions and everything that were in place in the uh, coal mines and what the coal companies had set up, uh, you know, years and years and years ago uh, that were inhumane. Let's be honest. They were inhumane and, uh, you know, way out of touch. And so there was uh, there was a need for something to happen. Uh, But to say that they really make things better. Well, you're paying you know, $80,000 for a American made SUV. Need I say more? That should uh, let you know about what's going on. Just, just, you know, just throwing that out there. Anyway, he didn't stop there though. He's going to start the war with Amazon. Well, (laughs) uh, okay. Um, didn't again, didn't think that was part of, I mean, what union does he run by the way, other than, you know, he's supposed to be running the, you know, our union, but he doesn't do a very good job of that. He likes to divide us all uh, pretty well. But uh, he decided not to stop there. He, uh, I guess, is uh, talking about maybe uh, going to war. Um, I'm not sure how this is supposed to work, but uh, here he is. War could continue for a long time, but the United States will continue to stand with Ukraine, the Ukrainian people in the fight for freedom. And I just want you to know that. And by the way, if I got to go to war, I'm going with you guys. Yeah. I don't know. Are we going to war? I don't think so. Uh, and if we were, are we going to send Joe? B- God, you know what? Actually, that's a good idea. If we're going to go to war, I say Joe Biden goes first. Um, the uh, the opposition, uh, the enemy would be so confused because he could walk out there with his uh, 
his uh, chain and mumbling about corn pop, and they'll be like, what the hell is going on? Uh, they, so it may work. It may be a, a, a crazy strategy, but it may just work, um, you know, because you know, just tell him it's a uh, pooty pop and he's got to go take care of him with his uh, chain. So may work out. I really don't know. Uh, it didn't go well, though. Um, he started getting to the point, I guess the uppers wear off at some point. You know, he was really good there. You know, he loves unions. He's really all about unions. And, uh, you know, of course, the uh, stimulants seemed to be working pretty well. He uh, wasn't slurring as bad or anything else. But, you know, it didn't last. You know, there's always that crash that comes. And, uh, well, here, I don't know what this is. may have seen yesterday on television when the Secretary of Defense was being cross-examined by one of our, how can I say it, our congresspersons. Yeah. <laughs> saying, what have you done? And he basically looked at him and said, what the hell do you think we've done? Why do you think you're able to fight? We've trained them and we've given them the weapons. Here's the point. This war can continue for a long time, but the United States will continue to stand with Ukraine. Yeah, he just, uh, yeah, that's, uh, we've been training their troops and uh, giving them weapons. Huh. Well, that's weird. I knew we were uh, giving them weapons. I wasn't really sure. Hmm. Wasn't sure that we were training their troops, but hey, uh, I guess. Uh, but, you know, he starts to wear down. He's starting to wear down. You can hear it. He's starting to get lower and lower and lower. Ah. <sighs> You think that's the lowest? No, that's not the lowest it can go. Uh, we're going to go. Uh, he actually then met with some uh, postal workers. And we'll just say the uh, the crash is, is real as he starts to wind down. Uh, it's good to meet you. She said, I know you. We've met before. And I said, I apologize. She said, you used to show up every in Wilmington. How often? In D.C. Oh, in D.C. Every year I'd show up to letter carriers, breakfast or lunch or dinner, I can't remember which. But um, it reminded me why I, uh, I think foreign policy is easier. When we're dedicated, uh, when we, uh, and when we dedicated to the, to send and, and committed we would send to, uh, to free, uh, to COVID-19 tests directly to people's homes, the Postal Service stepped up to make that happen as well. And now they've delivered over 200 and 300 excuse me 320 million covid test 19 kits so far yeah yeah joe that's uh wow yeah so the crash is real the crash is real but it wasn't quite as bad now that crash was pretty bad i have to admit but it wasn't uh, really as bad as when he decided to uh introduce or uh, he was yeah really introducing <clears throat> uh the new Supreme Court justice, which, you know, is really strange because uh, it shouldn't be that hard. It really shouldn't be that hard. You go out, you say, hey, you know, uh, introduce them, let them know what uh, what's going on, you know, why you picked them, why you think they're great. Uh, but that's not exactly what happened. Uh, Joe decides he's going to define America. And uh, that really, really did not go well at all. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, foot, excuse me, in the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. And I we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, America can be defined in one word, um, 17,000 miles with Xi Jinping in the foothills of the Himalayas. What the hell are you? What the hell are you talking about? Well, the problem is Joe doesn't know. He has no clue. And probably neither does Xi, because probably Xi and, uh, you know, quite possibly uh, their guides. Um, yeah, the Sherpas. The Sherpas, uh, you know, they were probably really tired at the end of that 17,000 miles carrying Joe and Xi Jinping through the Himalayas. Uh <sighs> I don't know. This is what we're stuck with. And the reason that we are stuck with bumbling, mumbling, crack pot, I just, I don't know. There's running out of adjectives to describe what the hell is going on in the White House. Um, this is what our alternative is. This was a uh, a segment I found put together. It's kind of long, but it's, it's really, really disturbing uh, when you listen to it like this. Uh, something uh, some people put together called Veep Thoughts. And yes, it is Kamala Harris. So if they do get rid of Joe, this is what you have in waiting. Now, uh, she may not uh, go 17,000 miles with Sherpas and Xi Jinping in the Himalayas or just mumble craziness under her breath or whatever. Um, in some ways, it's worse. Here are Veep Thoughts. Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. As we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. I went off script a little bit. <laughs> and now, Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. You know, there's so much about what's happening in the world now that is presenting some of the worst of this moment and human behaviors. And then we have a moment like this that I think reminds us that there is still so much yet to accomplish and that we can accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yes. Talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. Oh, yes, yes. These are deep, really we'll deep. investing $20 million to assist in the strengthening and the expansion of Jamaica's commerce in a way that we fully intend will have an impact in strengthening the economy um, of Jamaica. We are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery um, oh. by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts mm. in Jamaica that have been essential to, I believe, what is necessary to strengthen not only uh, mm. the, the issue of public health, but also the economy. Very deep, very deep. We all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's uh -huh. on top of everything else. Oh, wow. That we know and don't know yet. Mm -hmm. Based on what we've just been able to see and because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. <laughs> but just limited to what we have seen. <laughs>
what we've seen and what we haven't seen. And that way we know and don't know what has happened when we saw it yesterday and today and tomorrow and uh, in the passage of time. And we may be able to give money to someone's economy to help with the recovery of their economy. And we believe it's going to help their economy. What the actual fuck are you talking? I, mean, oh, I think she's worse because Biden just forgets words and goes and, uh, you know, blacks out and then wakes up and declares war on somebody. Uh, But Kamala is worse and she's worse because she will spend hours talking in circles and absolutely say nothing and be really proud of it. Like (laughs) I went off script there. Yeah, there is no script. Listen, there is no script that could ever cover that. The person writing it would have to be in an insane asylum, scribbling the same sentence over and over on a uh, private notebook. All right. Jesus, I, I don't know how the hell this happened. I, you know, I have ideas how it happened, but still. Oh, we're screwed. But hey, don't worry. The White House is only declaring uh, war. Well, they did Amazon and said, hey, possibly we might go to war, but you don't want to limit yourself. You know, when you're when you're really lashing out because you're angry, you don't want to limit yourself. You want to make sure you expand it all over. You want to get it all out there. So the White House this week said they're going to threaten, well, Alabama. Um, oh, wait a second. That's the state. Oh, ooh. Maybe he's going to take the union guys. We'll find out. But here uh, is the White House threatens Alabama over their new uh, trans law. Alabama's lawmakers and other legislators who are contemplating these discriminatory bills have been put on notice by the Department of Justice and the Department of Health and Human Services that laws and policies preventing care that healthcare professionals recommend for transgender minors may violate the Constitution and federal law. Oh, okay. So the Justice Department's going to go after him because they said, no, you can't uh, start hacking up children's genitals. And no, you're not going to give them life altering medications while they are minors. If they want to do transitioning and all that stuff, they can wait till they're adults and can make their own decisions. Huh? Then they're in the law basically says, listen, this is child abuse and it shouldn't happen. And so, yeah, well. Oh, it's pretty rough. Here's Pasaki just lying about it. In Alabama, instead of focusing on critical kitchen table issues like the economy, COVID, or addressing the country's mental health crisis, Republican lawmakers are currently debating legislation that, among many things, would target trans youth with tactics that threatens to put pediatricians in prison if they provide medically necessary life-saving health care for the kids they serve. Every major medical association agrees that gender-affirming health care for transgender kids is a best practice and potentially life-saving. Um, actually, that is completely and utterly wrong. Actually, most of the studies show that children are more likely to commit suicide once you start screwing with their hormones. Huh, that's weird. Wonder, wonder why that is, huh? I don't know. If you've lived around people very long, uh, live around someone who uh, has a chemical imbalance uh, or uh, is going through a hormonal change, um, And then come talk to me about how life-affirming it is. Because, trust me, the one thing it is not is life-affirming. It is is like crazy town on steroids. It really is. I've been around this situation, and it is not, not good at all. 
You want to talk about crazy, irrational anger, suicide attempts. It, it goes through the roof, and the studies show that. And it is just it's unconscionable that they're going to try to force this on kids. And the studies show that, listen, you, you do this, and many of these kids are going to attempt or actually succeed in committing suicide. And if you want to actually address mental health in this country, this would be a really good place to start. Let's start here. These are disorders. These are people who need help. If they're adults and they want to uh, transition, that that is on them. But at the same time, for you know eons, we have treated this condition as a disorder and not as just another uh, part of daily life and to try to help people and get people in the right state of mind. If that means they they continue on with their uh, whatever they want to do, they're adults, they can do that. Forcing it on kids that decide they wake up one day and a boy's like, hey, you know, I want to play with a Barbie today. Well, we better hack off your genitals. What the hell are you talking about? This is completely uh, over the just completely over the moon i'm telling you it's it's crazy it's over the cliff but don't worry all the groomers boy they really hate that word by the way they really hate that word because some republicans finally or some conservatives disaffected liberals a large coalition of people people who are thinking uh somewhat logically at least have all come out and said listen you know this thing in florida it is a um it's an anti-grooming bill, and we don't want groomers. Now, let's define that. If you go and look it up, groomer does mean many different things. Now, it doesn't mean that it's just uh, pedophiles wanting to touch your kids, although there's a good portion of that with the grooming situation. But it's not just that. There's also grooming for, say, cults. Cults groom people. They separate you from your family. Make sure that you only listen to them. And get you isolated and under their control. That is also considered grooming, which all of this is. I mean, at the end of the day, a whole lot of this is about separating the tie between children and their parents and their family and their values and to only be indoctrinated into their cult that they've got going on with all this. And it's absolutely insane. But many of them are uh, starting to be exposed. And uh, before we start getting into that so much, this was something that uh, I saw on a show this week and I couldn't believe it. So I had to go look it up for myself to believe that it was real. This is actually a channel on YouTube that I guess in New Jersey, they're recommending for kids to go check out. This is a kids. These are kids cartoons. These are not adult cartoons. These are not geared for adults. This is literally geared for children. All right. And I guess uh, New Jersey is recommending it to children as young as nine years old to go watch this. It's amaze.org produces these uh, little cartoons. And uh, I, I would strangle someone. If I had a child and they recommended or had them watching these, this is just a, a short example. And I went on and watched a lot of these videos and it's pretty insane. But uh, this is just uh, just a small snippet of what the content is. It's normal. Lots of people watch porn. After all, it's right there and it's free. Find out more about porn right here on Amaze. 
sex counts as sex is really up to you. Generally through the ages, sex was assumed as vagina penile sex, but many people will choose not to have that kind of sex, like me. I'm gay, so if sex is just a penis and a vagina, then I guess my boyfriend and I will never have sex. So for me, is definitely sex, but ultimately it's up to you to decide what you believe counts as sex. Yes, the wonderful little cartoons uh, about porn and what kind of sex to have, what counts as sex, and um, oh man, it goes down a rabbit hole you wouldn't believe. And these are children's cartoons, and they're like, we're not grooming kids. I mean. Nine-year-olds always watch porn. What the hell are you talking about? It's it's unbelievable. But, you know, many of these uh, are starting to come out of the woodwork and starting to uh, really expose themselves for who they are. This next one is a um, an activist, okay, who uh, I guess kind of self-owns because he comes out and he thinks he's got this really big all oh, this really hot take on what's going on with this florida bill uh he gets a little off the rails though but he uh i guess kind of self-owns on this the don't say gay bill is actually also the don't say straight bill here's a section if you wanted to pause and screenshot because of florida's choice to keep things vague so there's a big umbrella of which to discriminate Yes, it's not called discrimination. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly, you figured it out. It's a don't talk about sex to kids bill. How about that? Would that work better for you? Don't talk about sexual subjects with prepubescent children. That doesn't seem hard to figure out, does it? That's not real difficult. That seems pretty, I don't know, fucking normal. Just real common sense stuff, but he doesn't like it, so now he wants to take it to uh, as fur, far as he can because he really wants to talk about it. You can tell he really wants to talk about all this stuff. They also included straight people. So these are the straight things that you won't be able to talk about in Florida schools when this is enacted. Gender signs need to be taken off all of the bathroom doors. You cannot line up kids in girl rows and boy rows. You cannot talk about traditional families or a family with a man and a woman because that's heterosexuality. And I don't want y'all to talk about that in school. You won't be able to celebrate Mother's Day or Father's Day in school. You won't be really? able to celebrate Christmas in school. I don't know what orientation the Immaculate Conception was, but I don't want my child subjected to that. What other examples of heterosexuality prevalent in K through third grade? Can y'all come up with? Let me know in the comments. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, well, first of all, I'll help you out. Uh, they don't celebrate Father's Day in school because it's in the middle of June, asshole. Oh, sorry. I just thought I'd help him out since, uh, you know, apparently he's a little uh, bass backwards. Uh, Christmas? Christmas is about sex? That's weird. Actually, it's about the absence of sex. <laughs> weird. Because that's what Immaculate Conception's all about. You didn't know what kind of sex it was. It was actually the absence of sex, which is what makes it immaculate. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Because this guy can think of nothing but sex and wanting to talk to sex uh, kids about sex. So he is really, really disturbed. Uh, what does uh, that have to do with uh, 
boys and girls going to the bathroom. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Um, I do know what it has one thing to do with. Uh, we're going to keep them separated because they're children and they're not all going to be playing in the bathroom together. So, um, yeah, this guy is really, really, boy, uh, really upset that he uh, just can't talk to kids about sex, which makes him, yes, a groomer. That's how they act. They're very, very upset that they got caught. They're very upset that the country now recognizes what was going on and said, no, 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 no. And when did all this happen? I want to know when all this happened, that apparently one of the prerequisites for becoming a school teacher meant you had to have an alternative lifestyle that you wanted to eagerly share with prepubescent children. When did this happen? It's on our watch. I know it is. I know it's on our watch, and it's something that we really, really have to address. And so we're going to go through some of these. It's, it's Some of it is really hard to uh, deal with. Um, man, uh, here is a, a, a teacher who just had to, had to talk to his kids about his sexuality. Um, I ended up telling the, my students that I was gay. Um, and how it came up was one of the students, I was like, you know, my mom thinks that you're gay because of your voice. And I'm like, maybe, maybe not. So, so they were asking me if I was, cause I kind of alluded that I- Hold on a second. Can we file that under things that probably never really happen? I mean, if we're talking about young kids and I, I wanna say, uh, I can't be for sure, but I'm gonna say, I believe this is, uh, kindergarten first grade something like that um is what he ends up talking about I, I could be wrong uh but i remember being in school and the last thing that i was going to do was go hey teacher i think you're gay because you talk funny really uh, i i i don't know I just uh, have a hard time believing that was a real conversation, but of course he had to latch onto it and it's time to talk about what kind of genitals I prefer. So I kind of let them wonder and ponder on it. And I have like, um, you know, like the LGBT uh, promotional, like uh, this is a safe community kind of stuff, the rainbow stuff all up in my room. And I told them, I'm like, if you look around the room, that should give you an answer to your question. So I did officially tell them. Um, they, of course, went berserk. So instead of teaching social studies today, um, they just asked me a whole bunch of questions about being gay. So I think it was pretty well. No, it went pretty well. That's good. That's good. I'm glad you were able to share with your class of students uh, what kind of sex you like because... Hmm, let me see. Um, I guess that had nothing whatsoever to do with what they were there to learn. Anyway, I do have to take a quick break. We'll continue here in just a moment. Rated the worst. Losing the most bags. Shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs. Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political. Why? Cover. 
Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political attacking georgia's popular voting law why to distract from years of dismal sales terrible 2020 results reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor in china coca-cola products are poisoning america's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic so the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms but they got busted james quincy coca-cola stop poisoning our children serve your customers not woke politicians all right and we are back so um it didn't just stop there because this is something that really bothers me why do you have all this stuff hanging up in a classroom why is this a thing this is how we combat this honestly this is how we combat this i do not care what kind of sex you want i don't care and i hate to break you know break the bad news or bust your bubble most people don't care. They don't care. The same reason that they don't care about anyone else's sex that they want to have. There's a reason we have doors on rooms. There's a reason you have curtains on your windows. You see, we have our private life and our public life. You see, you get arrested if you start, uh, you know, mixing the two and you and your partner decide to start having, uh, you know, sex in the yard. Uh, people show up with uh, funny blue and red lights and uh, take you to jail. Um, this is an issue. And that's how you combat it. I don't care. I don't care. Is that what you're at school to do? No. Our kids are not learning what they should be learning at all. Kids are supposed to be learning how to read and write, supposed to be learning how to do math, learn history, actual history. There is so much science, so many things they need to learn. There is no room in there for them to learn what kind of genitals their teacher prefers. It's absolutely stupid. All this stuff needs to go. All of it. Eliminate it. There is no place for it. The kids are learning. But here is a thing you'll hear over and over and over. I got this teacher who apparently, um, maybe she needs a physical. I'm just saying this, this, this lady seems to be in rough shape. I mean, either that or she just got done running to get her phone to do this, uh, this video. I'm not sure which, but it seems like she could really use uh, a health exam. But uh, you'll hear this over and over. I'll point it out after she says it. Here she is. She is so excited. So because I've been getting this question a lot lately, I am going to use this space to answer it. And that is, as a preschool teacher, a drag king, and as a member of the LGBTQ community, how do I feel about the new legislations for like the Don't Say Gay Bill or the reporting of transgender kids. And while I don't see things like that too much in preschool, my opinion on it is that I don't care what the government tells me to do. 
I am going to do what I think is best for the health and safety. And that includes mental health and safety and emotional health and safety of my kids. I will never let any child come through my classroom feeling unloved or ashamed for who they are. Oh my God. Okay. Couple huge, huge, huge problems. First of all, uh, unless you ran to make that video, um, you might want to see a doctor because, damn, uh, if you're that out of breath, just, you know, making a video, holy shit. Two, they aren't your kids, they are your students. You might find this really crazy. They sent them to school to be taught things that they can use to better themselves. I know that's a weird, weird, crazy idea. Uh, maybe you should teach them letters, shapes, colors. They're in preschool. Letters, shapes, colors. That would be really good. Preschoolers, five-year-olds, uh, know nothing about sex, need to know nothing about sex, don't need sex whatsoever in their lives. It's real simple. It's not rocket science, although I'm pretty sure you couldn't do rocket science to start with. But even if you could... No equation will get you to five-year-olds and sex, all right? No equation gets you there. Not at all. It's real damn simple. It's real easy to understand. And these people just can't understand it. Why? Because they are groomers. That's what they are. They're not your kids. They are your students. Teach them skills. Teach them what they are supposed to be learning. Shapes. I mean, we're talking about preschool, shapes, colors, letters, sentences, coloring. Whatever happened to this? Recess, physical activity, all these things, which, you know, you could use a little too, probably. And what the hell is a drag king? Is that a thing now? Is that a thing? We got women that don't get it. Well, anyway. This is this is where we are. I mean, they come out and they just, I guess, want to talk to everybody. They just can't keep it inside them for whatever reason. And that is a problem because pretty sure for years and years and years, uh, I mean, I went to school just like all of you. I didn't know anything about my teacher's personal lives whatsoever. Maybe once in a while you heard a rumor of, oh, yeah, this teacher. Yeah, she, you know, I saw her out, you know, with, uh, you know, this uh, other teacher, you know, oh, maybe they're seeing each other. I mean, nothing was brought into the classroom. It's the last place. And if we don't stop it, and like I said, you know, I agree with the Florida bill. I think it goes nowhere even close to far enough. I think if we truly want to fix this situation, which I don't know that it can be fixed, it may be a situation where we have to literally abolish public, and it's not even public anymore, government schools and start over. Honestly, I just, I'm not seeing a way out of this because they have infiltrated it to a point to where it is going to be apparently sex from pre-K to graduate school. And I do not know what the obsession is. I, I really don't. I really don't. Somewhere in there, maybe we should fit in some things that kids could actually learn. Because if you look at the numbers in this country right now of the 
proficiency in reading and math, especially in these urban areas where probably most of these people are, they are abysmal. We are doing such a disservice to the youth of this country. It is unreal. It is criminal. It is absolutely criminal because the parents and everyone who's paying taxes in those areas are paying for that shit. They're paying for that. They're paying for, you know, Miss Heavy Breather to talk about, you know, being a drag king and how she needs to affirm five-year-olds about their sexual identity. What the hell are you talking about? It's unreal. <sighs> Man. It is, it is really disturbing. It truly is. Um, here is one. Now, I, I didn't know this. Um, I thought two-year-olds were going to daycare, right? They go to daycare. They don't go to any kind of school. But I don't know. This lady says she teaches two-year-olds. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what she has to say. This person wanted to know if I explain my pronouns to my kids. Um, I teach two-year-olds, so I don't explain specifically my pronouns. Uh, this is because they don't, I mean, they don't understand English. Like, my kids are barely starting to say sentences. Um, and I don't want to, like, correct them with things that, like, I don't correct them about anybody's pronouns. Like, eventually that will come, but I want them to get the confidence about speaking before I start giving them all them all these rules. Um, so specifically pronouns, no, but they do know like my title. I use mix instead of miss or mister. Um, they know that. Do they say, they try to say it, but <laughs> X is a really hard sound. Um, and so they try, but also if they like ask me or a boy or a girl, I say no. Like, so pronouns, no, but other things, yes. Oh, okay. So you've come up with a title that they can't say, and you've made sure to let them know that even though you look like mommy, you're not mommy or dad. Or, I don't know. God help us. Uh, you know, I try to be, I try to be as open-minded as I can, but what the hell? They're two. They're in daycare. I mean, if you want to teach them how to hold a crayon, congratulations. Wonderful. Good job. Maybe maybe you could teach them a letter or two. Maybe a color or two if you're really feeling up to it. Other than that, shut the hell up about what the hell you're called. Good Lord. Anyway. Here is one of the disturbing stories. I had this story for a week or so, and I really hadn't found a good spot to really mix it in. But this is a story of some of the things that have gone on. Uh, and this is a phenomenon in places they're wanting to put this in place to where kids, uh, they don't want their parents to know that, you know, teacher at school decided that I, you know, I'm a girl, but I liked, uh, you know, I liked the G.I. Joe today, so I guess I'm a boy, and I need to dress as a boy, and uh, we're going to start some hormone therapy uh, so I can grow a beard at, uh, you know, 10. Um, if you think I'm joking, I, I really wish I was. Uh, or we're going to give them puberty blockers. So when they decide, you know, they are wanting to be a girl and have kids later, well, <laughs> um, reproductive organs didn't grow because, you know, we stunted it. Shouldn't be a problem. We don't need any kids, right? Anyway, this story is tragic, sad, and it is a little long, but it is it is really uh, something you need to hear. 
in our school system right now. In September of 2020, my daughter told me after school she had a meeting with school officials mm -hmm. that was held behind closed doors where they asked her which restroom she wanted to use. I immediately contacted the school and was told by the guidance counselor and assistant principal that I could not be given any information regarding the meeting and that by law, my daughter had to be the one to authorize my notification of the meeting me. or attendance to the meeting. Mm. In other words, school officials asked law, my 13-year-old child her permission as to whether or not my parental rights would be honored. Mm. After many weeks of going back and forth with the district, we learned the middle school had created a transgender, gender non-conforming support plan with our 13-year-old daughter oh. without our knowledge or consent. Was the plan was a six-page nice document completed with my daughter behind closed doors with three oh, school officials man. that included the guidance counselor, the assistant principal, and a social worker I had never met. Jeez. During the meeting, they asked her questions that could have significantly impacted her safety and her physical and emotional well-being, such as which mm -hmm. restroom she preferred to use and which sex she preferred to room with on overnight field trips. The plan also mm -hmm. directed school staff to use my daughter's birth name when speaking to us, her parents, and to use a different name in school with teachers, staff, and students. This plan directed school staff to conceal mm. from us that this meeting and plan had ever taken place. Mm -hmm. When parents are excluded from critical decisions affecting their child's health and well-being at school, mm -hmm. it sends the message to children that their parents' input and authority are no longer important. This created a huge yeah. wedge between Pretty our much, daughter yeah. and us because it sent the message that she needed to be protected from us, not by us. Social transition is a medical and mental health intervention that can lead to significant decisions that will impact the child's mental and physical well-being. For life. Forever, Often yeah. social transition is the first step toward medical transition, and mm. schools are grossly unqualified to be taking these steps without parental involvement. Yep. Amen. Unfortunately, what happened to my family is not an isolated incident. I have been contacted mm. by parents all over our state who's had their rights violated in the same manner. Parental Thus involvement in a child's in education is considered by many education experts to be the most important factor in student success. This is well known and documented, yet schools have been systematically cutting parents out of critical decisions being made with their children, painting them as mm. enemies to their children, with no due process. Yes. And there was actually another one that uh, I had um, that was just unbelievable. Uh, same situation. Uh, a lady's daughter was uh, secretly transitioned at school and put on uh, uh, hormone uh, medication at school. And uh, she was then taken away from her. Uh, because she didn't support it, so she was then taken away from her. Uh, she lost custody, and the girl ended up committing suicide. But of course, I mean, uh, they know better. I mean, what what do you know? You just you know gave them life. What would you know? It's it's really unbelievable, and this is what I'm talking about. This is it's just. Getting to a point where I don't think that there is hope for public education. And, 
you know, as a obviously as a person who went through public education, and I consider myself lucky. I I had de- I had really good teachers. I went through a decent school, and no, it wasn't in some. I wasn't in Westchester like AOC. I wasn't in some you know hoity-toity suburb somewhere where it was you know uber rich. It was a rural area, but it just so happened that we had you know really good teachers who really uh, cared about teaching. That's that's what they wanted to do. They enjoyed it. There was nothing inappropriate ever. Uh, you know, I, it was it was just you know normal. And we're not talking about in the 1950s either. We're talking about in the 90s. You know, it's it's just unbelievable. Uh, but it does have some interesting uh, ties to our uh, our government. Yes, yes. Here is uh, Rear Admiral Rear Admiral Buttgig, uh, our transportation secretary. His husband, uh, he is uh, he was doing a guest appearance at a uh, kids gay camp. Yes, that's a thing. Apparently, I just. What if we had a kids straight camp? Do you think they would have a problem with that? It's weird. Here it is. Here he is leading them in their new Pledge of Allegiance. I kid you not, he is leading them in their new Pledge of Allegiance. This is disgusting. I pledge my heart, I pledge my heart to the rainbow, to the, rainbow the not so typical gay camp. One camp, full of pride, indivisible, with affirmation and equal rights for all. Oh, that's that's so touching, so amazing. Yes. Uh, oh, what is happening? I don't know. I don't know. But the uh, they have uh, cracked down uh, apparently after the uh, Disney CEO was kind of outed by uh, DeSantis last week by going, "Hey, you know, they knew about this for a long time. They never said anything. They never did anything. So uh, you know, maybe you should." Uh, Maybe you should uh, talk to them. Uh, apparently, the CEO came out with his hostage tape because, you know, he uh, he's being held hostage because he's making uh, something that was it, somewhere around 30 million a year in salary, maybe higher than that. Uh, and so, you know, he can't he can't uh, lose that job. I tell you, um, I don't know. Here's a thought. After a couple years, uh, two or three years of that, I think you're pretty much set for life. Right. I mean, you should be good. You know, hundred million over hundred million. Yeah, you could take a you could take a walk, right? I'm sure you can find another job. Anyway, he doesn't want to lose it, and he wants to become an ally. Don't worry, this looks like a hostage tape. Sounds like a hostage tape. You be the uh, decider on that one. Got work to do, and that work starts with listening. I understand that we've made mistakes, and the pain that those mistakes have caused. And I know that our silence wasn't just about the bill in Florida but about every time an individual or institution that should have stood up for this community did not. Oh, okay. So that's, um, that's a job of, um, a company that produces entertainment for children is to stand up for what? I don't know. He goes on pledge to be a better ally for the LGBTQ plus community. Apologize for not being the ally that you needed me to be and committed to ensuring that our company lives up to its values. Yes, your values was were making wholesome entertainment 
for children. Pretty sure that should be pretty freaking easy to do. You know how you do that? It's real easy. It, again, not rocket science. What you do is you make cartoons and fun characters for kids. You know what you don't do? You don't add sexuality to any of it. That would be pretty easy, right? That seems pretty simple. I'm making something for kids. Should it be a porn? No. See, it's that easy. How hard is that? I could make $37 million a year. All I have to do is go, we're going to make a cartoon for kids. Great. Is it porn? Yes. Well, no, we're not making that. See, easy, that easy. I could do that job. Hire me now. I'll take payment right here. Yep. Payment 37 million. It's real easy. Do it with no problem. You're going to have cute characters that get in, uh, you know, situations that teach kids wholesome values about life. Wonderful. Um, payment, please. That that's that seems to be one of the easiest jobs in the world, uh, but apparently it's not. And to show you how far they're taking all this and what a lot of it has to do with, I found this that is just really interesting. A activist had to post this uh, because she is so or he or, I have no idea. It has purple and, and yellow hair, which is fine, uh, but there is no way for me to know what what the hell they they are. Um, no clue, uh, and don't, uh, really care, but they had to post this picture. They're so happy. Uh, this is in, uh, Seattle. Uh, the tweet says, I'm thrilled to see the progress we are making in demographic equity, demographic equity. We're going to explore that in just a second. It says the first billboard just went up in Portland. Oh, Portland. Sorry. I'm wrong. Um, it's just the hellhole just slightly south of Seattle, so don't worry. Uh, looking forward to seeing more, and it has a picture of uh, this nice huge billboard somebody paid for, and it says, Stop Having White Kids. Yeah, uh, paid for by stophavingwhitekids.org. All right. Um, and of course, the O and stop is a uh, white baby with a circle and a slash through it. Um, they do know what Democrat. And the funny part is, is uh, I can see the picture of whatever the hell this is that posted this. Um, they're white, by the way. Um, I, I just want to send out a little message uh, to whatever this is. Uh, you do know how you reach uh, demographic equity, right? Uh, especially in a country like ours, which is a little heavy on the uh, white side. Well, there's only one way you can do it because I know for sure you guys are not uh, in favor of stopping the killing of black babies because that is their sacrifice that they love. Uh, you take away abortion, they will go absolutely crazy. And yes, most abortions are of black babies. So uh, they don't want to stop killing black babies. So how would you get to demographic equity? Huh? Let me think. That means you would have to, well, uh, you're going to have to kill a whole shit ton of white people. And no, I'm not talking about not having babies. I mean, you're literally going to have to just line them up and shoot them. Gas chambers, you know, the kind of Hitler stuff. Um, huh? Well, I mean, they would never, <laughs> they would never advocate for anything like that. I'm sure. Hmm. Great to see. I'm glad. I'm glad people really have their priorities straight. They're really on the, on the right path. I think they're really, really headed in the right direction. Don't you? I'm glad to see they can put up billboards like that. Speaking of billboards, um, don't worry if you're in New York. And you're paying the uh, absolute insane taxes and everything else there is uh, uh, living there. Don't worry. 
uh, they have found a really good use for your money. So don't worry. They are going to help you out and help lessen your burden because, you know, they've lost a lot of people and they need more people back because the tax money is getting a little thin because they chased so many people off. So the New York, the new New York mayor has decided he's got a great plan and it goes right along with all those hateful people in Florida. You know, I mean, there's so many people trapped hostages, if you will, in Florida, because they are so, so oppressed. Uh, he wants to help out. Here you go. Yes. No matter what ethnicity or no matter um, how you self-identify, and this is very important to us, and we're, we're proud to be a part of this, and we're partnering with, mm. with WPPP mm. Uh, to put up billboards in major markets across Florida to let everyone know. We're targeting Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, Orlando, mm-hmm. Tampa, and mm-hmm. West Palm Beach. Wait, uh, we believe we're going to get about 5 million impressions, and they're going to be up for an eight-week period period celebrating the diversity All right. and acceptance of New York City. Come to uh, New York. We showed this in the billboards, and the billboards uh, you have here right now yeah. very clear. You're hemorrhaging people. Other folks hemorrhaging people to hide their color. We like to show our color and that's the uh-huh. rainbow. That's Wait, I thought showing your community. color. We want to remind everyone. Uh, uh, hiding your color. is full of people who, Wait, I, who I'm confused now as to which one of those is now bad. And in the, in the future. Yeah, that seems like a great plan. Let's go to major cities in Florida and say, listen, we know you're oppressed. Come to the free City of New York. Wait a second. That makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. You think that's going to work or are you just uh, blowing a whole bunch of people's money? I'm going to go for the latter. I'm going for the latter one because I'm pretty sure people living in the free state of Florida and they don't have to worry about uh, people grooming their children in school and uh, they don't have to worry about lockdowns and masks and having to get a jab just to go have a burger and uh, oh yeah taxes <laughs> way lower um, they have sun and beaches and uh, yeah they're gonna run straight to New York you know They're like, damn, get me out of here. I want to go pay high taxes, be locked down, have to get a jab, wear a mask everywhere, and uh, live in a dirty, crime-infested city that no one's going to put anyone in jail for. Yeah, good job. I'm sure that'll work out fine. Yeah, I think you're going to need more than a billboard, dipshit. You might need, I don't know, automatic weaponry if you're going to get people to make that decision because <laughs> people driving down the highway and the sunshine headed to the beach are going to look at that billboard and go, are they out of, it's that what? Oh yeah. I mean, they're really diverse up there. They are equal opportunity, uh, destroyers. They will destroy your life. No matter what color you are, no matter what genitals you prefer, they will suck you dry and leave you on the street being mugged by some guy who is, you know, out on, uh, no bail. For the hundredth time. So it should be fine. It should work out really good. I'm sure that that 5 million, uh, 5 million uh, impressions, um, I'm sure it'll go fine. And, and sure, the money's well spent. I mean, who doesn't want to go move to New York from Florida? Actually, um, it's the other way. That is the uh, pipeline. It goes New York City, and they're like, you know what? I do not want to be here anymore. How's Florida sound to you? Sounds good to me. Let's go. Let's be warm and nice. And it's been going in that direction for a very, very long time. And uh, it's just funny. Uh, These people have, I I don't know, are they just 
bigger in their own mind than what they really are, we really don't know. Anyway, uh, boy, started to run low on time. Um, one of the stories I wanted to go through today, uh, we're going to have to push till Wednesday, uh, doing a bigger, deeper dive into Hunter and why he is the way he is. Uh, but we're going to check out a couple things real quick, and this is kind of uh, all tied together. Um, apparently, Morning Joe, good old Joe Scarborough, he is uh, he's really upset now. He is really disturbed. He's really upset because, uh, well, the Hunter Biden story got hidden, and he doesn't like that. The Post comes out with it. They're the only one that comes out with it, and then it is banned on social media. That's bad. Yeah, it's horrific. That's bad. Because, again, it it is, I think we have to, you know, you you have to say it. It's a real real story. It's a real story. That's Dan Abrams. Oh, good. He realizes it's a real story. Joe Scarborough. He is, boy, he is livid. They hid this story from him. I can't believe they would do that. Oh, man, he is so upset about it. Well, here he's hoping you have amnesia or nobody actually records any. Well, wait a second. He's on a TV show. <laughs> they probably don't keep those around. They burn them right after we show them, right? Nobody keeps a record of anything. Ooh, mm, here's a problem. They actually do keep a record, and it's on the Internet, which is uh, sort of forever. Um, so here he is uh, in the fall of 2020 when the story came out. Conservatives think they can lie through their teeth. These right-wingers think at Wall Street Journal editorial page think they can lie through their teeth and talk about Facebook having problems and Twitter having problems with a story mm-hmm. that even the New York Post knew was a lie. Mm. They knew it was such a lie. We'll get to this, but that, okay. That they put a woman's name on the story reportedly that didn't even know her name was going to be on the story. Mm. The man who wrote that story Horrific. knew it was such a lie. Horrific. The New York Post knew it was such a lie mm. that he refused to put his name oh, on that story. God. They publish a series of lies Uh peddled them by Rudy Giuliani, Uh who admitted that Uh nobody else would take it Uh but Rupert Murdoch's New York Post. Oh, yeah. Well, now it's a tragedy. Now it's a tragedy. You know what? He was lied to or wasn't lied to. Uh, We're not really sure. Uh, Joe, maybe you could uh, get your yes woman that uh, just, uh, you know, yeses everything. You say, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. He said it was bad. I have to say it's bad. It's bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a lie. Oh, yeah, it's a lie. It's just bizarre. Where do they find these people? Wow, it's like somebody had a lobotomy or something. And just, uh uh-huh, yeah, uh uh-huh. I have no idea what the hell's going on. But um, they did have a couple uh, people go out. They had the, uh, uh, they had a, uh, what is this, Uh, some kind of uh, seminar on dis and misinformation. And, of course, it was headed up by people from the Atlantic and CNN I, yeah, usually that would be a skit. That would be the beginning of a joke. Be like, hey, you know, a CNN reporter and somebody from the Atlantic showed up to talk about misinformation and everybody laughs. But uh, apparently they were trying to be serious, Um, sadly. Uh, But some they ran into some students. Now, this will give you hope because these students are at the uh, University of Chicago, which is on the woke scale, about a thousand. Okay, uh, on one to ten, they're about a thousand on the woke scale and craziness. But apparently, um, they did have a few uh, good questions. Here is a student asking uh, 
uh, Applebaum. Uh, she's a reporter from the Atlantic. You'll notice she talks like this because she's a reporter from the Atlantic. Okay. Uh, so here he is asking about uh, Hunter Biden. So in 2020, you wrote, those who live outside the Fox News bubble do not, of course, need to learn any of the stuff about Hunter Biden, referring to his laptop, of course. Uh, a poll later after that found that if voters knew about the content of the laptop, 16% of Joe Biden voters would have acted differently. Now, of course, we know a few weeks ago, the New York Times confirmed that the content is real. Do you think the media acted inappropriately when they instantly dismissed uh, Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian disinformation? Listen and to this. What can we learn from that in ensuring that <clears throat> what we label as disinformation is truly disinformation and not reality? I, my, my problem with Hunter Biden's laptop is I think it's totally irrelevant. I mean, it's not whether it's disinformation <laughs> or, I mean, I don't think the Hunter <clears throat> Biden's um, business relationships have anything to do with who should be president of the United States. Oh so, my gosh. I didn't find Unreal. I don't find it to be interesting. Didn't and my problem with the, that as a as a major news. Okay. Yes, um, it was not interesting at all, and uh, I don't think it's important. I mean, who cares who what foreign uh, adversaries gave uh, the first family tons of bribe money? I mean, why would that be a story? Oh my God, these people are too dumb to. Um, can we take their pins away now, please? Uh, we'll just give them crayons, okay? We'll just give them crayons and uh, keep them away from paper, maybe. Uh, but that wasn't the only one. There was another one who really, really, really got uh, Brian Stelter because he is, oh boy, he is the absolute uh, authority on mis and disinformation. You'll enjoy this. My name is Christopher Phillips. I'm a first year at the college. Uh, my question is for Mr. Stelter. Uh, You've all spoken extensively about Fox News being a purveyor of uh, disinformation, uh, but CNN is right up there with them. They push the Russian collusion hoax. They push the Jesse Smollett hoax. They smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist, and all they also smeared Nick Sandman as a white supremacist. And yes, right. they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. All true. Uh, with mainstream corporate journalists becoming little more than uh, apologists and cheerleaders for the regime, is it time to finally declare that the, uh, the canon of journalistic ethics is dead or no longer operative? Uh, all the mistakes of the mainstream media, and CNN in particular, seem to magically all go in one direction Great. are we expected to believe that this is all just it's some sort of dude. random coincidence or is there something awesome. else behind now it? listen to this answer it's too bad it's time for lunch there's a clock that says 30 seconds but but i think my honest answer to you and i will i'll come over and talk in more detail after this Please don't. is no, that I think you're describing a different channel than the one that I watch. Oh, really? Uh, but I understand Jeez. that that is a popular right-wing narrative about CNN. I think it's important when we talk about shared mature. reality and democracy. All these networks, all these news outlets have to defend democracy. And when they screw up, admit it. Uh, but when but look, Benjamin Hall, the Fox correspondent, what? was wounded... Yeah, he goes on to say, but uh, some CNN people helped uh, a Fox guy when he got uh, you know, injured in Ukraine. Yeah, that's called just being human. What the hell does that have anything to do with you being a fucking liar? Nothing. But we have to defend democracy. Great. Uh, go do that somewhere else. We don't have a democracy, and uh, we have a uh, constitutional republic. So uh, go defend democracy somewhere else, and uh, uh, whatever the hell. That's that's how dishonest these people are. <laughs> it's not watching the channel I'm on. I'm super straight Brian Stelter. Oh, my God. 
Anyway, uh, boy, I am running really long today, but I have this last thing. And you're not going to understand this. It's gibberish, but I will let you know what it says. Uh, you know, uh, China is in more COVID lockdowns because uh, apparently uh, zero COVID means locking everybody down. And uh, so people were getting upset in Shanghai because they're all locked down. They're having to go to COVID camps. They're, uh, it's bad. They're running out of food. So they have been going out on their balconies and singing to try to protest. And so uh, because of that, they uh, sent out some drones. And here's what that sounds like. Yes, it's, it's gibberish. Can you imagine? That's uh, really freaky. Yes, it says uh, control your soul's desire for freedom. If that's not dark enough, do not open your windows. Do not sing to control the spread of the virus. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Try this one. These are actually government officials or people working with the government in the street. Um, yeah. They're telling people, tuples, to control the spread of the virus. No hugging, no kissing, and sleep in separate rooms so you can control the virus. And don't forget, always, you want to control your soul's desire for freedom. I find this, uh, number one, there's telling married couples, don't have sex, don't hug, don't kiss, and stay in separate rooms so you don't spread the virus. Uh, they're telling other people, don't go outside and sing and control your soul's desire for freedom. Well, there's uh, one thing. Uh, first of all, um, I'm surprised the Chinese government has now uh, admitted that people have souls. So there's a step forward. <laughs> Silver lining. They agree that you have a soul, and that soul is desires freedom. Wow, they're getting really religious in China. I mean, they're going to kill you if you, uh, you know, don't keep that soul under control, though. So, eh, sad uh, downside to that. But it is really strange that use that phraseology, control your soul's desire for freedom. That means you realize that people have souls and that humanity has an innate desire to be free. Well, like they say, the first step in recovery is admitting you have a problem. Maybe this will help, but I doubt it. And just, I guess, today we can be happy that the sun is out. Uh, the weather's getting nice, I guess, in most parts. And we don't have crazy drones telling us to control our soul's desire for freedom. I, I will take it for today, and maybe it'll get better tomorrow. All right, uh, please, I want to remind everybody uh, to keep doing what you're doing with the likes and reviews and all that. It means a whole lot. Um, if you want to send a message, whatever, question, comment, idea, whatever it is, uh, you feel free to do so. You can go to the website, erics-america.com. Uh, on Facebook, at Eric's America Pod. And if you want to send an old-fashioned email, you can do so. Eric's America pod at gmail.com. All of it comes to me because I couldn't afford staff if I wanted to. Uh, I just do it. It's fine. It may change. We'll see. But I really appreciate everybody checking it out. I will be back Wednesday. And just remember, it's no agenda, just America.